Today, we will step back in time. I wrote this piece at least a decade ago, but its provenance dates back to the 1800s, and I had nearly forgotten about it until I began poking around in my digital archives. I was looking for a poignant story that would connect the glorious spring we are enjoying here in Maine with the theme of fatherhood and family. The snow is finally gone from our yard now, though it still clings on in the higher elevations. Our thoughts have turned to raking and planting. We can even go out on the porch and sit without wearing a parka. And last week we had a granddaughter running around in the grass, shouting with glee. What would be a good story for a cool day in May, I asked myself. And then I scrolled down through my literary past and landed here on this long-ago spring day. And my heart began to ache, and my eyes brimmed, and I remembered that I had wept as I wrote the words. Hi there. I'm Peter Lewis, father, grandfather, writer, storyteller. You're listening to The Dad Story Project, a podcast dedicated to two simple themes, that we find the most fulfillment in the ordinary events of every day, and that the currency of childhood is time. Our children and grandchildren don't want more stuff. They just want us. Today's story is titled, Gaining Perspective among the Bluets. Spring is the time for love, they say. Birds sing, flowers bloom, horses run and leap, peepers peep in the wet places, and couples hold hands without gloves. All is fresh and new again, renewed and expectant. A hillside of flashing bluets, the first wild flowers of May here in Maine, drew my eye as I drove home one fine spring day along a winding country road. So I pulled over and turned off my engine. I found myself in front of an old cemetery, and I got out to wander and breathe the new sweet air and take a few moments just to pause. Life had seemed frantic lately, and I needed to stretch my legs and clear my head. There, padding along in the silence of this place, I began to hear echoes, echoes of the stories of families spoken between the rows of old granite headstones, echoes of struggle and success, love and loss, of determination, hard work, and sacrifice, the entirety of each single life chiseled in a simple dash between dates. The dates alone told the stories. The honor of a 19-year-old man dying in 1864 so all men could be free. The sadness of children too weak to withstand the influenza epidemic of 1918. The tears for a father who went to France in 1944 but did not come home. The joy of a January birth in 1900 at the cusp of a new century and the beautiful mystery of a couple together for sixty years. There were flags and wreaths and medals and plastic flowers and words of tenderness and faith, and between them all the tiny bluets bloomed. 
I walked carefully with my hat in my hand. At the very back of the cemetery, at the crest of a small hill, framed by a tumbled stone wall and under a procession of towering pines, stood a line of the very oldest stones. The ground was shaded and soft, carpeted in cool moss and wintergreen and pine needles. Two plain granite monuments, tall, thin, spare New England rectangles, stood side by side, weathered and worn, and etched with spreading green lichen. I stopped, then knelt, then read. Samuel and Sarah, husband and wife. A line of four smaller stones stood next to them, stretching north, their sons and daughters. None of the children lived past ten. Two sons died one June, their first names chiseled simply into the same chunk of rock, one just above the other. A daughter, Hannah, died six months later, on the day before Christmas. Wife Sarah and her youngest daughter died a few years later, together on the same day the tiny girl was born. Samuel stayed on and toiled and lived for another four decades alone. I imagined him coming here each spring through those long decades to straighten the stones tears in his eyes. I stared at the granite and the names and the dashes and the dates, and the bluets grew around me, and their blossoms nodded in the breeze. Cemeteries have a way of putting things in perspective. I began to think of this man in front of me, Samuel, of how he lived, and of all he loved and lost. In comparison, my troubles of today seemed so petty. Yes, life is but a dash from here to there, but we so often fill it with stuff that doesn't really matter. We worry too often, and we presume too much. We expect our water to run and our homes to get warm when we spin a dial. We have antibiotics and the weather channel and instant messaging. We live almost without care or worry and we assume each of our children will live to adulthood and thrive. As I stood and watched the single line of headstones, I realized that spring is not the only time for love, that through all the seasons and all the years and decades, even after heartache and great loss, love can still go on and on. Samuel helped me put this all in perspective. For all the stones of his family stood perfectly straight in the earth, except for his, which leaned slightly and gently toward the others. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dad Story Project podcast. If you would like to show your support, please give us a good rating and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about the Dad Story Project, download stories, and find out how you may be able to participate, please visit thedadstoryproject.com. And please like us on Facebook and tell your family and friends.
Until next time, bye for now.